Hi everyone, Dr. Maria Sampalis here with Dr. Sandy Eveleth today. We're going to be talking about SEO and marketing your practice. Um, thank you, Dr. Eveleth, for coming on with us today. Always a pleasure. I love these interviews. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think you've been on a bunch of them because you provide a lot of great information on marketing. And if for those of you that don't know Dr. Eveleth, um, she's an optometrist, an entrepreneur. Um, she's been practicing optometry over 30 years um, in every setting possible, uh, was a co-owner uh, and thriving in the past, right? And now you just kind of fill in at um, other offices, came out of semi-retirement recently um, to kind of help out a doctor down in Florida. And, um, you know, over you know 15 years in the private practice, has worked in pro uh, corporate practices and, and with ophthalmologists. Uh, and Sandy also owns a digital marketing consulting firm, which she began in 2009 uh, to help local and small businesses and eye care practices increase their visibility and attract customers and patients with content marketing, website design, search engine optimization, direct mailing, local networking, event marketing, course creation, <laughs> and, and so much more. I mean, and, and there's not a lot of commenters that know these things. So it's so great to have you on so doctors can understand. Um, what different marketing avenues they have, even if they choose not to do them themselves, but know what they're getting when right. they, you know, uh, search for, you know, uh, companies to help them with their marketing. Yeah, exactly. That that's precisely why I do what I do. I absolutely love it, and did get my hand in the marketing when we were marketing our own practice way before social media came on the scene. I cannot believe it's been that long that I've actually been doing it. So unofficially marketing for probably 25 years, 25 of those 30 years. And I just love it. You can tell I get passionate about it. I We kind of geek out about it, but it's just because it's so much fun. And I love seeing those aha moments with my own clients. When I tell them something, either something basic or advanced that they had no idea, even if they have their own marketing agency, it's nice to arm them with the information so they can go back to their agency and ask all the right questions and, and get the reports that they deserve to get when they're asking for search engine optimization, et cetera. Yeah. Search engine optimization, I think is, is really important. A lot of doctors don't realize how important it is. Um, how, what do you think is, how important do you think SEO marketing is in, in a practice? Oh, it's absolutely imperative. It's it's the gateway to patients finding the doctors. Um, let me, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. For those that may not know, SEO or search engine optimization basically refers to how well your website and overall online presence are optimized so that when a prospective patient types in, and I always say this, either eye doctor near me or eye doctor in your town or city, you want your information, your website, your social media, and that coveted spot on our friend uh, Google um, when those maps come up and that what I call the three pack comes up, you want your spot to be number one. Uh, we call that the search engine results page or SERP in the marketing world. It's a known fact through various marketing research that the highest percentage of sales and appointments are actually made with the number one search result, not the number two, not the number three. In fact, a recent study showed that almost 40% of consumers online, whether it's for eye care or anything else, 
they actually bought from the number one listing, whatever it was they were searching for, whatever popped up in number one, that's what they bought first. And then it drops all the way down to 18% for the second position and then 10% for the third. There's a couple of other uh, studies that I found uh, that show that organic search is responsible. And organic search is, again, when you're typing in something into the search engines, it's responsible for 50, 53% of all the website traffic, whereas paid advertising, which a lot of people think that's what, where they need to be, that's actually only responsible for 15% of all the marketing uh, results and efforts that occur. Lastly, another study showed that, this is interesting, 74% of healthcare consumers ran an online search for an optometrist specifically before scheduling an appointment. So think about that. 74% of prospective patients actually typed in the search engines to specifically find an optometrist. And this was one of the highest of all the healthcare professions um, when they're looking, you know, organically searching for a doctor. Yeah, it's super important. Um, how, how does social media also play into SEO on a website and, and online? Because I think they're intertwined, right? They are intertwined. It used to be, it's not quite as easily explained or easily done anymore. It used to be that when you had your social media platforms, they were looked at as an external site. So every time you posted something and pointed back to your website, you got what was considered a backlink, which is one of the most important factors for doing well in the search engines. That really doesn't happen anymore. Uh, you know, all the search engines got pretty smart and realized that it was too easy for people to start stuffing information and just going crazy with pointing back to their website. So it's not the direct link that gives you the search engine optimization, but what it does do is when you're out there producing content on your social media platforms, you're driving traffic to your website. When you create social media content consistently online, you're able to share your website content to a much wider audience and get found more easily because of that. This then helps elevate your website's SEO ranking as more people are clicking through, linking to, and sharing your site's content. Another situation occurs at times that although it's not true SEO, one to two of your social media platforms may actually reveal your account or your company page when someone types in. They may know your name, so they'll type in your name. Or again, they may be just typing, you know, looking for a doctor near you. If you optimize your social media platform appropriately, your social media profiles may actually pop up higher than your website in the search engines. And I actually just ran a, a real quick one on you. And sure enough, one of the most, you know, one of the most prevalent ones that does this is actually LinkedIn and your LinkedIn profile popped up right at the top of the page. And again, I, I would, uh, yeah, I would expect that when I type in your name, that's not real true SEO, but if someone hears about you and then types in your name, cause they want to learn more about you and get that trust factor. It's really nice when you can show up on social media because you've been doing a really good job of putting content out there consistently. And again, if it's content that makes sense for them, a bonus and, and kudos to you for that. The other thing that you get with social media and the type of SEO that you get with that is your, your chances of getting, as I mentioned earlier, backlinks to your social media itself, because you're doing such a good job with content, people are sharing your content. And then of course you're sharing your website. So they start to share your website. And again, Google's going to be real happy if you can get highly regarded 
websites that are in our industry or that are local, because again, we're local businesses. If you can get highly ranked sites to backlink or to link directly to your website and to your social media, because they're sharing it or they're talking about you, that's going to bode extremely well for the search engines. And then some other things, an optimized social media profile if you smart about using the same branded keyword phrases and something called long tail phrases or buyer's intent phrases, when you're using those same types of phrases on your social media platforms that you're using on your website, again, that's giving you that trust factor because your branding is the same. When you start to do that, your site is actually going to be noticed a little bit more as well. Again, when you're pointing to your website. So as all of this starts to make sense and they're branded the same way, Google is going to like that. It's going to pay attention to that. Another really important thing that a lot of clients miss, a lot of folks that are marketing local businesses online, they don't realize that you can do something called geotagging your content or your platforms. Several of the platforms allow you to put your location Either when you're posting, there's a spot like an Instagram, you can actually post where you're posting from, but you can also add your location to your post directly. If you're putting an image in there, you know, as an alt tag or as the location tag itself, I know Twitter does that. And I think most of the platforms allow you to do that. So when you start doing that, believe it or not, there are people that search for optometrists in their Instagram accounts, if they're moving to town, you know, and they're on that platform, they will actually go to that search, um, you know, the searchability on Instagram and they'll type in optometrist or, or eye doctor near me. And because you've tagged your post and you've tagged your location with your account, you're going to pop up the more you start to uh, post content. So again, optimizing your social media, keep showing up, be consistent with that content. You're going to enhance the trust factor. You're going to enhance the potential of others linking to you and just have an overall social media presence and website presence. All of yeah. that matters in the eyes of Google. It is. It's very important. And a lot of doctors think they just need a Facebook page. They just need to put a website up and they're done. I mean, content is king. I mean, you have to do the work. If you're doing the work, then you can beat everybody else on that SEO um, and local level. And it's easy to do now. You don't need a big budget right. to compete against bigger corporations or larger practices in your area if, if, you, if you're doing the work. Um, and if you have less, you know, if you have the time to do it. And I think it's how many... The content, do you think it has to be 500 words, 1,000 words? What, what is your recommendation? Yeah, they, it, that's not a thing as much as it used to be. You know, th there's there's always trends. And, you know, there was a trend where, um, you know, for blog posts, you had to have at least 1,500 or you had to have this or that. It's not that so much. It's if if you write a blog post that specifically addresses a problem. So, for instance, a really good one is, we know the phrase computer vision syndrome, but that's not what the patients are going to be talking about. They're going to be asking the doctor, why are their eyes so tired? Why are they, you know, why are they having to rub their eyes all the time when they work on a computer? All of those kind of phrases that are patient centric, what I call patient centric, but are, you know, what patients would actually say to you in the examining room is, you know, you want to use those phrases and those words in your content. And in that, what I call a pillar post, if you post that's your title of your blog post or your social media post. 
you want to put as much information and not worry about how many words that is. You can go out and see what your competitors are doing. You don't want to copy what they're doing, but go look at what they're doing. And then if they included maybe 25% of the content you know is important, go in there and finish up and do 100% of the content that's important when someone asks that phrase. And when you've titled your blog post or your social media post, that phrase, I think the more important thing is, is, you know, be very intentional with your content. There's a lot of experts out there that talk about having content buckets. We won't go into detail about this right now. We can do that at a later time, but you want to have categories of content that you're out there delivering consistently. And you want it to be around all of those phrases that you believe your ideal patients are going to be saying or asking or talking about. So when they type that into the search engine, you want your website, your social media posts to pop up because you knew that those were the kind of phrases they were using. So it's more important to understand the language that they're saying, how you answer those questions. Don't worry about the number of words. You know, sometimes, and I did an experiment, I'm going to talk about in a, in a, in a couple of weeks um, in a different scenario, different show, but there's different content that works better on different platforms. So it's important to know, first of all, where your ideal patients are hanging out online. It's secondly important now, what are they saying? What are the questions they're asking? What are the problems that you can solve or that they're talking about? So go out and do that and be consistent. Be consistent in how your messaging is and be consistent with your timing, but experiment with different types of posts. Like on LinkedIn, for instance, LinkedIn absolutely loves polls and they love document uploads because people tend to stay on those a little bit longer. Now, polls can be sort of, eh, you know, people are getting bored, they're getting tired of them. I say, if you're going to use that on LinkedIn, use it so that it's very beneficial to the patient. Write context around the poll. Don't just throw up a poll and expect people to answer it. You want your ideal patients or prospective patients to actually answer those polls, not just anybody who's on LinkedIn. But again, every platform has, um, you know, specifics in the content and what it expects to see and what it will actually push out as part of the algorithm. So test, 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 test. I run my own experiments. I test and things change. So roundabout way to answer your question, but, you know, long form was the way to go on social media. It is still the way to go on, on your blog and your newsletters, but there's also a lot of right now, the trend because of TikTok, there's a lot of short form video that's getting a tremendous amount of attention. And I think you've probably seen some of our optometry influencers on either Instagram or TikTok doing a lot of these short form reels because people are looking for that on the platforms. Yeah. And what are some other ways doctors can improve their SEO? I know we talked a lot about certain sure. things, but any other tips or tricks? Sure. So again, optimizing your profiles with those branded words, make sure you're geotagging everything, 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 everything that you possibly can. Posting consistently. Again, we talked about that. You want to experiment to figure out what's shareable, you know, what's, what's being talked about. Do research before you start, you know, getting very intentional about what you're going to be posting optimize your social media platforms. I'm always surprised when I work with clients and do auditing of their social media sites to find out that what they're saying in their profiles don't match, don't align 
with what they're saying on their websites, what they're trying to promote as part of their overall marketing plan. So I think it's imperative to really sit down, talk with your staff, talk with some of your best patients, you know, talk to those folks that will answer your question, find out what those frequently asked questions are and optimize your profiles, do that geotagging, optimize your posts for all of that, all of that kind of information. And, and you just, you know, you want that buyer's intent. You want to put that stuff out there. Um, make sure that the links are working. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many sites I've audited or social media platforms I've audited that they haven't updated the links that send them back to their scheduler. I mean, be intentional with the internal um, pages. Don't just send them to your generic website. If you want them to schedule an appointment, send them to your scheduling, your online scheduling uh, appointment. Yeah, that's some good points. Um, what, what do you think is the most important thing, like for overall SEO to improve it? Um, sure, sure, sure. Here? Absolutely. And this is where I sort of the foundation where I start with all my clients is make sure that you optimize your Google business profile. Again, I keep saying search engines, but Google we know is, is the most, I, I forget the percentage is really, really high above all of the other search engines, but you want to make sure that you're optimizing that business profile. It, they recently changed it in November from Google my business. So I even have a course out there that, that has the Google my business, just as they were changing the name of of what it, what their product is. So I have to go back and change all of that, but it, it's very similar, but what they've done is they've optimized it for the uh, mobile and mobile experience. So, so basically I have a ton of information on that. I won't go into it right now, but there's so much you can do for your Google business profile to optimize it. That will hands down beat your uh, competition. And some of the same stuff I talked about social media, make sure you're putting phrases on there. It's buyer's intent, symptom or problem related, you know, long-term keyword phrases and do it in the way that the patients would say it. Make sure you maximize your pictures, your videos. Um, you can put images now in Google, I believe is able to now actually rank images. So if you have certain brands that would align with a company that ranks pretty high, that's going to help as well. Um, so do that, fill out every part of that profile, get as many five-star reviews mm -hmm. as possible on that, um, Google business profile and do it organically. I have a, another bunch of information. I won't go into it that way, but you do not want to ask for the reviews in your office because you could get dinged if you get a whole bunch coming from the same IP or I don't know, bouncing off the same cell tower. I don't know. There, there's just, there's a way that Google knows if you're, um, having every patient, rate you from your office. So you have to be careful with that. Another thing that's vital is make sure your website is mobile optimized. Google is now prioritizing the mobile for its, its search engines. So it goes to look at what your mobile site looks like first. If you do not have a mobile optimized website, you will get dinged, which means you will get penalized by Google, which means not only will you not end up in the top three positions, you might not end up in the top five pages and nobody's going to come looking for you there. So there is a way that you can find it. Um, if you just, I have the um, link, I'll give it to you and you can post it in the comments after this is over. But it's, if you just Google um, test my site for mobile um, optimization, it'll pop up. It's Google's own tool. So I, it probably behooves you to use that tool to find out if they think your site is uh, mobile friendly and mobile optimized. The Google uh, a profile page, business profile page, how often should we update it or just, just 
Well, here's the thing. I would update it quite often. And the the really cool thing is they they got rid of Google Plus, but they didn't get rid of the ability to post content like a social media platform. So again, does it not make sense for you to go in there and create posts that with the search engine that you want to be ranked the top you know, spot for? So you can go in there. I think there are five, and I don't have my notes for that, but there are five different um, buckets that you can choose from. There's specials. You can put discounts and specials on there. These are things, th- there's an example of a poorly optimized profile and an incredibly optimized profile, um, you know, on several different uh, blog posts and I'll, I'll find some for you, but you can see, you might think that your site or your location is optimized, but when you actually look at one that's fully optimized, it's incredible the difference because there's so many more things that people don't realize you can add to your profile that Google is going to love you for. So again, I started to say specials, hours of operation, um, you know, do you, I forget there's, there's, again, there's several of them. So you you get to post with those buckets, but you also just get to post information, post updates, you know, new staff members, new equipment, uh, new specialty services that you're now providing, et cetera, et cetera. So there is a lot. And again, we could, we could do a whole course on that. And, and well, I did I do a whole think, course on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Google just, you know, rewards you for doing the work, right? It's not just the biggest thought. Again, it's That's content, it. it's updating. Maybe it's something that you just add to your admin schedule and maybe it takes 10 minutes a, a week and, and you do that. But as long as you're doing more than your competitors are doing, then you win on Google, right? You do. You do. And it's really easy to do that because everybody thinks it takes too much time. It's not. This is what I also tell. I tell my clients exactly that. A lot of doctors, you know, they'll take a morning off or an afternoon if it's a Friday afternoon or whatever it is. Take that time. They say, well, I don't have time. Well, you do you have time to market your practice? Don't you think that's a priority? It's about prioritization. It's not about having the time. It's what are you prioritizing? So make that at least, you know, even just once a week, I say, initially, you want to spend a couple of hours of just doing a content plan, be very, very intentional. I keep saying that, but be intentional with what you're doing, how you're doing it, where you're doing it. And then once you have a content plan mapped out, and again, I help with all of this, but once you have that mapped out, then it becomes easy. A half an hour a week, you can schedule. There's so many tools, free tools, paid tools to allow you to create that content and then just go out there and schedule it. And then you could schedule, you could spend one day scheduling your entire content marketing uh, strategy for six months. So, you know, and I have ways that, that to do that. So, yeah, here's, here's another tip. And and I, I don't think the S you know, the blogs have to be Shakespeare, right? They just no. have to be, you know, something that Google can kind of crawl through and, 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 and keywords. But what I've done too, is sometimes let's say you've got like a long drive, like, but yeah. you know, you just record what you want to blog and then your receptionist on downtime can kind of type it up. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare again. It's like, so it could just be like yeah. St. Paul's eye care in Cranston, Rhode Island. Um, you know, we're here to help you for your eye strain and dry eye. You know, that's called computer vision syndrome. Something like that right. is what we do. And, right. and, and it's been a great way to, to, to find us. So every new patient that we, that comes in, I said, how did you find us? Well, yeah. either word of mouth and the new word of mouth is reviews. We, we do prioritize with reviews. We don't have them do, um, when they pay, um, when they're there at the office, yep. we send them an email saying, please rate us. 
and um, we, we, we try to do one, two blogs a week when it's like a slower time of the year because of cyclical. And then we right. know when it's busy, we can kind of have them ready and um, publish them automatically. Um, so they're not, they're not worried about, um, the staff's not worried about doing that. Yeah. And the other thing is, is guess what? You don't even have to have your staff type it up for you because Rev and several other uh, apps, you talk into your phone and it will actually do the, the uh, transcription for you. And it's very inexpensive. So oh, okay, cool. yeah. And you can ask them, I think it's for an extra either 10 cents or 25 cents per minute to have them get rid of the ums and ahs and it's, it's amazing. And, and I have used rev.com a tremendous amount. I even had them do a transcription of a, a the movie, you know, about the movie that I did. So we actually had them um, help us with that too. So it's amazing. amazing. If, if anyone wants to contact you, can you tell us about your website and your email and, and how they Absolutely. contact you for more information? Sure. The first thing you could do is connect with me on LinkedIn and then DM, I actually am in there quite often. The other thing too is to go to drsandyevleth.com and sign up for, I have a little uh, downloadable cheat sheet of just some real quick tips of ways to grow your practice. It's it's the very first thing you come to on the website. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the way to do it. I'm very, very active on LinkedIn, as you know. So come over there, pop a comment, say something, DM, et cetera. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, again, it's been a pleasure. I always have you on. It's it's always great information out there. A lot of information that doctors don't know. And I think it's great ways to, to build their practice. And uh, a lot of things that doctors overlook um, it, within their practice and Absolutely. marketing is, is a big one. So again, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You know, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> so thanks.